Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. We normally do this on Tuesdays during the season, but during free agency, anything goes. This is our second episode of the week, and it's with the two newest Chargers, quarterback Tyrod Taylor and linebacker Thomas Davis. All right, it's a real treat for me to welcome in the newest L.A. Charger, Thomas Davis. Thomas, how are you, man? Doing great. Excited to be here. I bet it's been a whirlwind these past two or three days. Walk me through just this process of becoming a Charger. You know, really, once you make the decision um, that this is where you want to be, now that we got flown in and we had to go through a bunch of tests, you know, you've been an older guy, you've been through a lot, so they got to make sure that everything is fine, and we've done that. We did our due diligence, and they've done theirs, and now it's good to go. When you're in a league for 14 years with one team, what's the process that you go through this late in your career in terms of selecting a team and then having everything kind of fit into what you want to do during the later stages of your career? You know, like you said, I was with Carolina for 14 years. This is my first time ever, though, going through free agency out of those 14 years. And, you know, for me, I think most guys, when they are going through free agency, your mindset should be to select a team that you have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl with. Got to get the that, ring, right? Hey, that, that's it. You know, for me, being being at my age, a lot of guys choose to try to go after money or whatever reason that they, they select their teams. But for me, it was all about putting myself in the best position to be able to go in, not only become a part of a Super Bowl caliber team, but to do my part to make sure that I'm contributing and helping that team win. And you look at all the factors too, right? I imagine the coaches. Coach Lynn, what he's built here the last two years. Uh, Gus Bradley, Coach Smith, who was your position coach with the Panthers. You mentioned Coach Milas. So that familiarity, especially late in your career, that's got to be a a plus as well. That's definitely a plus. Whenever you um, can go in and you can join a team where you have so many people that you already know. You know, it just makes that transition that much easier when you have players that you know, you have coaches that you know, and, you know, having that continuity, I think it's going to make a world of difference in this transition that I'm getting ready to take part in. So before you got here, I was looking at the 2005 draft, right? And I'm going, yeah. th- I'm going through the entire draft just to see who was in that draft class. And I talked to Sean Merriman yesterday. Yep. He was selected lights 12. Out. You were 14, lights yeah, yeah. out. And then I looked. I'm like, all right, you see like Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, I think Frank Gore, Darren Sproles. Defensive players, though, I look and I'm, and I'm trying to find any active guys. There's no active guys it's except crazy. for you. It's crazy, you know, right? Derek Johnson and Pac-Man Jones were in that class. But I look, 2005, that's remarkable, Thomas, that yeah. you're the only active defensive player from that draft. You know, it's been amazing. You know, I think early on in my career, having the injuries that I dealt with, I think it was a gift and a curse. You know, when you think about going through it, you know, it's one of the, the, the roughest times of your life, you know, dealing with three ACLs back to back. But in turn, that has given me the years on the back end to be able to continue to play at a high level and continue to be able to do the things that I love to do. So, Also the mentality, though, right? No that, that mentality and that perseverance, that carries the day. It does. And, you know, I'm excited to still be here, still be playing at a high level, and just really looking forward to getting out there and, and showing everybody what I'm capable of doing. So I talked to Sean yesterday, and he said, first things first, we'll get into leadership and, and you know, being a, a model citizen in the locker room. He goes, this guy can still go. You know, I look at the last four years, three Pro Bowls, a first team, all pro appearance of 2015. You got a lot in the tank, man. Hey, I'm I'm just I don't want to talk about it. I just want to show it. I'm I'm glad that I have the opportunity to show people that I still can do it and do it at a high level. 
when you see this defense, uh, I, I know you've probably watched them from afar. You see the the mix of guys like Brandon Meebane and guys who've been there for a while, and then some of these young bucks Man. like Derwin James. What's your take over on what you've seen from this deep? Man, these guys, they go out, they're ferocious, they play hard, um, they get out there. You know, when you think about having Melvin up front and Bosa with the, the, the havoc that they're able to create getting out to the passer, and you think about – having Denzel back, you know, a guy that has gone through a lot, but when he's on the field, he's one of the best linebackers in the game, if you ask me. I just, um, I'm a fan of the game, so I watch a lot yeah, of film. And I watch, man, I'm telling you, the guy can flat out play football, and I'm excited to have him back out there with us. Um, and when you think about Derwin and what he was able to come in and do as a rookie, man, I, I just think that the sky's the limit for that kid and Casey and the guys. I, I just, I'm just i excited about this roster. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about the edge rushers. I know. Ingram. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to have um, Melvin and Ingram. I mean, Melvin and Ingram. Bosa, <laughs> Bosa and Melvin, you know, creating the havoc that they do because it's just going to create so much more opportunities for the guys on the back end when the quarterback can't sit back there and just, you know, pick what he wants to do with the football. When I spoke to Denzel a couple of days ago, one of the things he said was, yeah, I'm, I'm entering my fifth year. I, I want to take more of a leadership role. He goes, but at the same time, Thomas is an OG, and, and I, I can learn a lot from him, especially going into year five. So that, that has to mean a lot. That not only the, the younger guys that you can – Kind of, they can kind of pick your brain, yep. but also some of the guys that have been in the league for a while that they're excited to see as well. Yeah, you know, I'm, for me, when I came into the league, I had a ton of veterans on the team in Carolina, and you know, I learned a lot from those guys. So over the years, you know, I've kind of grown into that leadership role, and that's what I've tried to do every year that we bring new guys in. You know, when Luke came in, when Shaq came in, it was my responsibility to make sure that those guys was up to par on how we do things and how things were um, expected to happen. And no different here. You know, mm. I just want to come in and, you know, learn the culture and be able to, to teach some of the things that I've learned over the years to some of these younger guys as well. We were also talking about you're almost kind of like the Phillip Rivers of the defense. And I know you probably haven't played Phillip much in your career just because AFC, NFC, but just your impressions of what Phillip has done, how and his career has sustained, and just his competitiveness and his passion. He's, he's an amazing player. Um, his career um, has definitely been a Hall of Fame career. Um, without a doubt, if you ask me, and when you think about all the times that I have gotten to play Philip, man, he's he's truly a competitor. He's a trash talker. I love that about him. Um, he's a guy that's gonna talk trash and go out and back it up. You know, you don't want to go out there and have a guy that's just talking trash just to be talking. You want somebody that's gonna step up to the plate and back their words up, and that's who he is. And I'm I'm excited to be on his team now. Practices are going to be a little intense, I imagine. <laughs> if, if they allow us to do some of the things that I've done in the past when it comes to talking trash to quarterbacks, then yes, it's going oh. to be definitely intense. All right, backstage charges, we're miking that up. That's a, that's a no-brainer for training camp. Okay, entering year 15, we, we talk about all the stuff on the field, off the field. Walter Payton Man of the Year, what does it mean to come to a new community? I know all the amazing work that you've done in the Carolinas, but to come to Los Angeles, a new place, and put some roots down. You know, it's just a great opportunity for us to continue to um, do the work that we do with Defending Dreams. You know, I feel like this is a, a city and a place that kids are definitely going to be in need of some of the things that we do. So we're excited about the opportunity to just come in and work with those kids and those families. Explain Defending Dreams because you and your wife Kelly, who's here too, 
Kelly, you can come in at the end because I, I want to get your take on Los Angeles as well. But uh, defending dreams, explain um, what that foundation is and what you guys have done. With you know, it. We, we do a ton of work with underprivileged youth, um, disenfranchised kids. And um, most of the work that we do is it's geared really towards single parent parent households and mm-hmm. um, trying to help them out. And, and just even the playing field for those kids. You know, I grew up in a single parent household. Um, mom struggled to raise me and my younger sister. So I know that there are a ton of kids and a ton of families that are going through that. So I want to help them out as much as we can. Last football question for you. Entering year 15, what is the potential of this team? You've seen them from afar. Uh, Coach Lynn, back-to-back winning seasons. They won a playoff game last year. A lot of the same guys coming back. You add leaders like yourself. Me Bain comes back. Uh, we know about the leaders on the offense. Uh, your expectations for 2019? Man, Super Bowl. I, I, I fully expect this team to finish the season the last team standing in Miami winning mm. the Super Bowl. I mean, when you look at what they were able to do last year, and I honestly felt like they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl last year. You know, they um, – Ran into the to to a tough situation down in New England, and you know didn't play as well as as they were capable of. A lot they, of injuries sure at the linebacker liked, position, no right? No question. A lot of injuries at the linebacker position. Played a bunch of DBs, you know, in a in a situation where you would normally have linebackers in. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what this team is going to do this year and and being a part of all of that. Because when you look at the roster, like I said, offensively, defensively. We have everything that it takes to get the job done. It's just all about going out and coming together as a group when you add the new pieces in, adding the free agents like myself and Tyrod and um, having me bang back, having Denzel. Then you add the guys that we're going to add in the draft. And, you know, just really looking forward to seeing how this team can come together and how quickly. We're excited to have you, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kelly, get in here for a minute because you do so much in the community in Carolinas. And I know you're, you're excited to be here in L.A., just what what have these last 48 hours been like for you? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Davis. Um, we're excited. I uh, was definitely just being honest, not thinking West Coast. And then when it came and Thomas was like, Chargers, yes. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. What's going on? And then, <laughs> like, well, this will be a nice change of pace. So we have four kids. So the foundation, we work in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. So there's lots to think about and Lots to figure out, but of course, we're going to continue to do our work there and then bring the foundation work here. What were the kids, what were their thoughts on coming to the West Coast? Oh, they're ready. <laughs> they're, like, they're ready? Oh, the youngest is like, Daddy, how many swimsuits do I need? <laughs> the 11-year-old's been begging to move to L.A. for three years. His favorite player is Keenan Allen, which is crazy. Like, there we so go. It just, all, it just Kenan, worked out. let's it, go. I think Keenan knows. He bugged him a lot at Pro Bowl. Oh, so, did he? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's... It's all falling into place. I think this is where he was supposed to be. That's great. Are you guys, have you guys been familiar with the West Coast at all? We visit, but have yeah. not been here for a long period of time. Yeah, so. the swimsuits will come in. I mean, the beach is, we're a couple miles away from the beach. Yeah, right so. in the backyard. You guys, we are, we're so pumped to have you. Can't thank you enough thank for your you. time. I know it's going to be a busy day, but let us be the first to welcome you to L.A. Thank you Appreciate so much. It. All right. All right, here with one of the newest Chargers, Tyrod Taylor on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Tyrod, welcome to Los Angeles, my man. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. We were just talking offline. The last 72 hours, probably similar to Thomas Davis, a whirlwind for you, I bet. For sure. Um, I mean, but that's free agency. Um, it's all a blessing when you look back at it. Though. You look back, really the last two years, a member of the Bills, a member of the Browns, you've seen this team from the other side, yes. on the other sidelines. Uh, your impressions of, of, of what you're stepping into here in 2019? Um, a team that's very close. Uh, 
to turning the corner and, uh, and winning the Super Bowl. Um, it's a team that's complete on both sides, offense, defense, um, and a team that plays together. I would say that's something that definitely stands out when uh, when playing, the la- playing this team the last two years is that they play for one another. I mean, you can see that um, some teams are, are selfish or have egos about them. This team is is not about that. Um, it's a team that plays for one another, and uh, they, they're they led the right way, and that speaks uh, volumes to Coach Lynn, um, and it speaks volumes to the leadership on the team. I imagine when you go through this free agency process, one of the things you look at, the familiarity, right? And, and you know Coach Lynn from your time at Buffalo with him. Uh, how much did that play into your decision? I played a lot into my decision. Um, uh, we've, like you said, we, we know each other from Buffalo. Um, I was there when when he was there as just a running back coach, but as well as uh, when he got the title of offensive coordinator and even the interim head coach uh, right. towards the end of that year as well, too. So um, to see how he handled that, um, to see how he responded and still commanded the offense and the team uh, while still being thrown to the fire and everything being kind of new for him, um, definitely spoke highly of his character and uh, something that I always respected. So um, when it was an opportunity to, to get back with him and um, – a great fit. I think that I, I think that it was the right decision to make make it happen. You probably had a a hint or an inkling that, that Coach Lynn was going to be a good head coach. For sure. Um, like I said, to see um, the things that that he had to battle through, uh, but also never uh, wavering um, throughout yeah. it, throughout the time. Um, like I said, he was the same person uh, day in and day out, consistent, um, and he was the man for the job. And you could definitely see head coach characteristics in, uh, throughout those times and knew whenever it was an opportunity for him to take over, he would definitely do a great job, and he's done a great job here. Yeah, so far, you know, you look at the last two years and just the culture that's being built here in Los Angeles, back-to-back winning seasons, you win a playoff game, and that quarterback's room just got that much more experience. I mean, last four years, Tyrod, 46 starts, had a winning record in those starts, went to a Pro Bowl in 2015. You got to feel comfortable with where you're at now, and then just to have Philip Rivers next to you this this uh, upcoming season has got to be special. Yeah, I'm here to offer whatever assistance um, I can offer uh, to Philip or to the rest of the team. Of course, Philip is uh, a great quarterback and has played at a very high level um, throughout his time in the NFL. And I'm looking forward to learning as much as I can from him. Uh, seeing how he leads, uh, seeing how he goes about his business day in and day yeah. out. You're always learning, right? For sure. Um, when you're not learning, you're getting worse. So, yeah. um, challenging myself to be better each and every day, but also learning as much as I can from him because those opportunities don't come often. Uh, and then you look at the weapons on the outside with, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and, and really going up against this defense on a daily basis. Probably going to make you feel better too. Yes, it makes you better. Um, it challenges you to bring your A game because you notice you're playing against one of the better defenses in the NFL and uh, looking forward to challenging those guys as well as uh, those guys challenging me. So the West Coast, what do you know about the West Coast, Tyrod? Um, not much. Last time I was in Orange County, I was in high school for the Nike Elite 11 quarterback camp. Oh, really? Um, who, was, who was in that camp? Man. Anybody of anybody Ryan of Ryan Mallett. Uh, All right. I'm drawing blanks. They're going to they're gonna be mad. Give me a look back. Yeah, yeah I put you Willie, on the spot there. But, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Mallett was a player. Willie Korn. Okay. Played, quarter, played quarterback at Clemson. It's gonna, some guys going to be mad when I hear this list. <laughs> I know the counselors were Drew Stanton, Troy Smith. Oh, wow. Uh, Tyler Paco, uh, Jamarcus Russell, um, Trent Edwards, mm. Jordan Palmer. 
All right, and, and Jordan's been—he's been a quarterbacks coach here, yeah, coaching some of these couple, guys. It's a couple. I'm missing some missing some guys. I go back and look at this. You picture. did good though, man. For, I, for being but put as far on the as spot. the guys, as far as the guys that were there, I'm, I'm definitely missing some guys. I apologize for that, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a great time. Um, it's been some years now uh, to think about. That was in high school, and I'm entering year nine now. So um, I haven't spent much time on the West Coast. I've trained out in LA before, and I've trained in San Diego a couple times, but. Um, this will be the first time I've been away from the house or away from the East Coast for a long period of time. Looking forward. Um, challenges always bring the the better out of a person. So looking forward to looking forward to a new challenge. You know, I look at your career and you know, from being a, a six round pick to really propelling yourself and making a name for yourself in this league. How has that fueled you in your career? Um, <laughs> it's always challenged me. Uh, the, the things people say you can't do. Um, Definitely challenges me. Um, it should challenge other people as well too. Me and my dad, or me and my parents, uh, my mom and my dad, we sit back and laugh at some of the things uh, that people were saying when I when I came out of college, and uh, it's all been fueled to the fire. Um, I appreciate them in in, in in a certain way because it's um, it's made me who I am today. Uh, but definitely thankful uh, for the opportunity. God has definitely blessed me, allowed me to see um, uh, many of good days in this profession. It's been some bad ones as well, too, but that comes with it. But it's all a blessing, like I said, when you look back at it. We have this in common. We're both from Virginia. Uh, you're from an area where a lot of unbelievable athletes, from from Michael Vick to Allen Iverson. Uh, just talk about growing up in, in the Hampton area. Yeah, um, growing up, like you said, you named two of the bigger names. Um, one that you didn't name that is always going to be one of my favorites is Ronald Curry. Oh, that's and, right. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was um, – he was like the guy. He was the Michael Jordan. He was like the, the dual kids. sport at UNC. Yeah. yeah. For people that don't know him, he was the number one player in this in the country in football and basketball in the same year. So that right there, Ron tells Curry, you, man. Yeah, that tells you what type of player he was. Um, he's actually coaching for the Saints now, coaches wide receivers. But um, it's a number of guys I could go on all day and list. Um, people forget Iverson was probably. I don't know. I don't want to say he was a better football player, but. He was definitely a very good football player. He was player. a good it's football player. It's tough to say that he was a better because, the, the I guess, the career that he had in the NBA. Um, but I would say just growing up in that area, seeing so many guys before me um, make it, I guess, it, to professional or just to do positive things with their life definitely kept a young kid like me inspired. Yeah. And um, I hope to do the same for younger kids that are growing up. All right, last thing for you. we got March Madness coming up. Virginia Tech. I look at the standings. I think they beat Duke a couple of weeks ago. Buzz has got them playing some good ball. Yeah, they've actually um, they've turned the corner. Um, that program has definitely got a lot better. Um, Coach Buzz is doing a great job uh, with those kids. He's keeping them motivated. He brings the energy. If you watch a Virginia Tech game, he's oh, yeah. the most energized person on TV, and um, I like that. Um, I He's wish, got good messages too, man. For I, sure, I, I've watched. Just watch some of Buzz's press conferences. For like sure. you get inspired to play. To I got play, a chance right? to meet him. I've always uh, admired him from afar, but I got a chance to meet him. I was there uh, last spring for the spring game and got a chance to uh, to talk with him. Um, he's a great man, a great family, uh, and a great coach. And like what he's doing with the program, I wish him the best in uh, in, in the ACC tournament and as well as in March Madness. So the ACC tournament, they might have it's just... going it's going on as we speak. Okay. So as as we tape this, I don't know. I know that Carolina no, Duke think, plays I, tonight as we speak. I think they took uh, last second loss to Florida State yesterday. They'll still be like a five six seed yeah, or something. They'll so, be good. Yeah, they'll be good. Um, yeah, but. 
good luck to those guys. Um, go Hokies. I tell you what, man, the Chargers got better today. Tyrod Taylor, excited to have you in Los Angeles and a part of this team, man. Glad to be here. Looking forward to, uh, to get to work. That'll do it for episode 22 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. My thanks to Tyrod Taylor, Thomas Davis, and Kelly Davis for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. If you like what you hear this offseason, be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, both Backstage Chargers and Chargers Weekly. Have a great weekend, and until next time, I'm Chris Harey.